We have started in the church a new season of readings. So we will be reading now from the book of Matthew this year. Um, Unusual texts for today, but nonetheless, we start with a a word from Romans in the 13th chapter, the 11th through the 14th verses. Besides this, you know what time it is. How it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than it was than when we became believers. The night is far gone, the day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not revealing, not reveling and drunkenness, not debauchery and licentiousness, not quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. And then... From the 24th chapter of Matthew, starting at the 36th verse, we hear this. But about that day and hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were so, will be, will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. And two will be out in the field, and one will be taken up and one left. Two women will be grinding meal together, and one will be taken and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake. And would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore you must also be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I've finally figured it out. I'm going to do it. Going to do it. I'm committed to it. Starting tomorrow, I am going to start this new diet. Guaranteed to lose 50 pounds. By next summer, I am going to be svelte. Felt, Debbie, felt. <laughs> Starting tomorrow. Oh, wait, I have a meeting tomorrow, a lunch meeting. 
I was looking forward to that lunch. Maybe, maybe tomorrow won't work. My mom's making turkey on Tuesday. So starting Wednesday, I am going, I'm in, I'm all in. Does this sound like anybody you know besides me? <laughs> right? We do that all the time. Like, oh, I know what's good for me and I'll start it some other time. Because at some point, if you're going to make a life change, you have to just bite the bullet and do it. Sort of what Jesus is talking about in this Matthew text, where he, he talks about, you don't know when the end times are. You don't know when they're coming. I got on Amazon and put end times in their search because I wanted to see how many books there were. And it was like 54 pages. So I stopped looking. People are fascinated, especially the evangelical Christian movement and the conservative Christian movement are fascinated with this notion of Jesus coming back again. And they all do these things like they have these calculations. They get out their their abacus and their calculator and their whatever. And they talk about it's this date or it's that date or it's whatever. And you have to be ready. Because he's coming now. And we all carry a little bit of that, I suppose. It's coming now. Like the world is worse now than it was when I was a kid. Oh, woe is us. Look at how bad things are. People don't have any sense of morality anymore. People don't have any sense of civility anymore. Facts are not facts anymore. Truth is not truth anymore. What do we do? The world is doomed. Surely God is, Christ is coming back soon. Let me remind you that Christ has been coming back soon in the mind of people for 2,000 years. And this text of all of them is probably most clear in saying, stop worrying about that. Stop trying to get an exact figure of when Christ will come again. Just like when Noah got in the boat, nobody knew what was going People made fun of Noah because they didn't know what he was doing. God will reveal in God's time when Christ will come again. We can't know. So stop worrying about it. But what the text does say is very interesting because it says, but even though you can't know, you have to be ready. How do you get ready for something you don't know when it's going to happen? That's an interesting question, isn't it? You know, we ate Thanksgiving dinner at 2 o'clock. 
I knew when stuff had to be hot and out of the oven. Two o'clock. I knew it was Thanksgiving Day. But if you don't know, how do you get ready? And yet, that's exactly what this text says. We can't know the time when Christ is coming again, but we will know. But we must be ready. That's a tough one. Part of what we need to talk about then is what is it to be ready? How do we get ready for Christ to come again? There's a hint in the text because it says Noah was ready. Noah got on the boat when God told him to get on the boat. But the people were not ready. What was different about Noah than the people? Noah was known to be a righteous man. Noah was living right. Noah was doing the things he needed to be, to be a follower of God. He prayed and he read the Bible and he went to temple. Yes, but he also lived right. People looked at Noah and knew he was a man of God. There was something different about the way he lived. Because, see, friends, when you're living a godly life, when God is the first thing, your top priority, your number one, Your life takes on a whole different understanding and a whole different meaning. You have different priorities. Things matter to you that might not have mattered before. When God is your priority, you don't put off your diet. Diet, whatever that thing is you've been putting off, because you're doing it for the Lord. So we have to be ready for Christ coming again, but we don't know when it will be, and all of that's okay. There's nothing wrong with us thinking about living more godly lives. That's what Advent is designed to be. Two things traditionally we think about during Advent. One is the second coming of Christ, and two is preparing for the birth of Christ. We in the past have been purple. These colors matter. Purple during Advent and Lent. They have been seen as complementary Seasons. We don't see that anymore. 
And before you all start freaking out about, you have ruined tradition for me, because I hear somebody. God never changes, but how we understand God does. And we're changing our tradition to understand something different about God and about our seasons. See, it used to be that this, this time was like Lent, where we were penitent, where we repented. Part of the preparation for Christ's second coming was to be somber and solemn at the notion of it. We've put that aside now. We, we turn to the blue, the blue, because unlike Lent, a season that ends in death, Advent is a season that ends in birth, and we ought to be able to celebrate that and enjoy it and revel in it. And even the second coming of Christ, which will have a form of judgment to be passed on us, is not something to be feared. Oh, it's unknown, so some people fear it. But if we're ready, there's nothing to worry about. Friends, this is Advent. Holy time. When we can celebrate the notion that the Christ child is coming into this world to be a human being like you and like me to save us from all that sin and darkness in ourselves and in our world. (laughs) Thanks be to God. Amen.